Hey there, and welcome to Drunk District Presents the Dark Ride, a fun theme park themed game show with zero prizes and lots of drinking. If you're a returning listener, thank you for coming back. If you're new here, welcome. My name is Adrian. I'm here with my co-host, Ryan. We are two people who love all things theme parks and started this podcast so we can drink all about them with fellow theme parks loving fans just like you. Okay, now that that's out of the way, let's find out what restaurant we're going to be drinking responsibly this week. Get ready to step into the golden age of Hollywood in this warm, wood-paneled restaurant serving contemporary American cuisine. It's Hollywood Brown Derby Week. If you've listened to this show even once, you know that this is a Brown Derby Stan podcast. Like, it's raining Cobb salads in here. So let's sink our teeth into them because I am starving. We got more bounce in California than all y'all combined. We got more bounce in California. We like to party all the time. We got more bounce in California where the hustlers all reside. We got more bounce in California rolling easy when we ride. Hey, Rye, are you ready to drink one of our favorite Disney restaurants based on a restaurant that probably smells like an old hat? Absolutely, <laughs> I'm I'm ready to get fancy with it. It is fancy. It's uh, very glamorous. Oh yeah, this is Glam City. Yeah, it's well Tinseltown. Yeah, this is like Golden Age Hollywood shit right here. Like, how many different terms are there for Hollywood? Like Tinseltown. I mean, it's just so much. Um, <laughs> is that it? Yeah, I think that was. <laughs> We just shot our load real early on that one. (laughs) The old H. uh, (laughs) Well. Movie Town USA. uh, There was the first fail of the show. Shit. (laughs) I give up. I give up. Oh, I'm so excited to talk about this one. I, I feel like I kept saying to you, like, can we do Brown Derby? Can we do Brown Derby? Can we do Brown Derby? T- t- I mean, like, I think it's come up in every show that we've done over the past, like, two months. So. <laughs> I, we, I can't stop talking about it. I yeah. just love it. Um, And we need some drinks while we, while we drink this. Uh, today, we're actually going to be drinking the Brown Derby. Ooh, how original. (laughs) Yeah, it's a drink that was created in the 1930s at the Vendome Club in Los Angeles, and it was named after the epitomous hat-shaped diner that was located nearby. So it wasn't made at the Brown Derby. It was, mm, like, inspired by the Brown Derby. And it's super easy to make. It's an ounce and and a half of bourbon, an ounce of grapefruit juice, freshly squeezed, Half ounce of honey syrup, and you garnish with a uh, grapefruit twist. This is my add, style drink. This is your style of drink, bourbon. <laughs> you add the bourbon, grapefruit juice, and honey into a shaker with ice and shake well until well chilled, um, and then strain it into a mug or a cocktail. I'm glass. so proud of you for picking this drink. Yeah. I'm crying a little bit. This is, <laughs> this is such a wonderful moment for me. <laughs> it is a very you drink. I, I mean, I like, normally you're like, and we're drinking White Claws. And I'm like, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I'm so basic when it comes to the drinking here. But I, I will say you've opened me up to some things. I wouldn't drink anything with any sort of brown liquor in it until this podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that's what we're it, here for. Hopefully we're <laughs> opening hearts and minds everywhere. Yeah, see, you've done your part, Ryan. <laughs> I've, I can just stop now. <laughs> Speaking of the golden age of, of eateries, um, the golden age of mugs, I'm drinking from what I drank from last week, which is my 
my mug that has all the different, um, you know, classic Disney movies on it from nice. the vault collection. I figured nice. that's appropriate. Well, I'm drinking out of my my Hollywood Studios uh, rock and roller coaster mug that you got me. Oh, uh, yeah, I forgot about that one. Yeah, it's got a microphone on the side, so it's kind of uh, apropos for podcasting. It's- very meta of you. So meta. I'm speaking actually into the mug, into the microphone on the mug, <laughs> not into the regular microphone. Wow. Well, so, I, so I hope it I doesn't sound, sound like that. Yeah, if it sounds all garbled, that's why. Um, okay. <laughs> <coughs> so how do you like this drink? Good? Oh, this is delicious. This is fantastic. Yeah. So they, they there's something at the Brown Derby restaurant called Grapefruit Cake. So, And that's very – have you had that? I I have not had that. It's very famous. I haven't had it either. Um, I will though but next I guess time because I like grapefruit. So people really go nutto for it. So I, you know, I would love to hear your opinion on it. I've never had it either. Hmm. Um, but let's cover the basics of this restaurant. Um, the Hollywood Brown Derby is located in Disney World's Hollywood Studios. There's actually supposed to be at at Disney. They're supposed to be made. They're supposed to be one at Disneyland, Disneyland Paris, and Tokyo Disney, but they never came to fruition what fucking they were fools planned to be there um this is a replica of the famous brown derby a hollywood california landmark steeped in glamour and glitz all right so this shit is real like there was a real hat restaurant yes i'm gonna tell you all about it oh, i can't wait i've this is <laughs> i don't know anything wall, about this i'm so excited it's, it's interesting because i i found out some stuff by researching um the walls are adorned with caricatures of famous faces a tradition that began in the original restaurant and the upscale atmosphere harkens back to the golden age of Hollywood. Here you can savor such specialties as the Faroe Island salmon, the char-grilled filet of beef, and the infamous Cobb salad that follows the recipe created by Bob Cobb. Hey, Bob historic Cobb. California Brown Derby. Um, there is often confusion about the original Brown Derby restaurant, which opened in on Wilshire Boulevard in Hollywood, California in 1926. Many people believe that that was the only location of the restaurant. However, there were five other Brown Derbies around Los Angeles. Oh, Bob Cobb was a busy boy. Round, round, get around, he gets around. <laughs> um, the two popular locations were located on Wilshire Boulevard did, and wait, did you just, any other in Did Hollywood. you just slut shame Bob Cobb? <laughs> no, I quoted the Beach Boys. Oh, okay, okay, okay. There's a difference. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> uh, like I said, the Hollywood Brown Derby is, in fact, the birthplace of the Cobb salad um, by owner... Bob Cobb. The story goes that the creation of the delicious salad happened on a very early morning in 1937 at the restaurant in Hollywood. The owner, Bob Cobb, was ruffling through the kitchen's refrigerator, pulling out various remnants, including lettuce, hard-boiled eggs, cheese, tomatoes, chives, and an avocado. Smelling bacon being cooked nearby, he grabbed a few slices to add to the dish. Bob tossed the ingredients together, and voila, we have the infamous Cobb salad. Bob Cobb's who, my kind of guy. Like, I mean, he created the <laughs> most fattening, amazing salad ever, and yeah. I'm here for it. Anybody who looks at a salad and's like, like you know, full of junk, other junk, and is like, you know what, bacon, bacon's what this needs. I'll never forget hearing, um, like when they used to do, remember those like Real American Hero commercials. Real sure, American. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's one that would like they'd make fun of them, and they they do like Real American Real, Real Men of Genius is the goofed one, Real and then one is like of one of them is Mr. Ten Thousand Calorie Salad Inventor. 
That's Bob Cobb. That is Bob Cobb. They should have used and his who, name because his name is amazing. It is amazing. Because people used to joke, they'd be like, what's Cobb, what, What's his first name, Bob? And they were like, yes. <laughs> um, who did Bob Cobb have the pleasure of sharing his delicious new culinary invention with? You're not going to believe this. None other than Ty his Cobb? friend. <laughs> It'd be amazing if it was Ty Cobb. General Sal? <laughs> <laughs> uh, none other than his friend, Sid Grumman. Ever heard of the Grumman Chinese Theater? You wow. know the uh, replica that's also found in Hollywood Studios? It truly is a small world after all, isn't it, Ryan? I wish that these were walk-around characters. <laughs> like, I wish that <laughs> Sid Grumman and Bob Cobb were just like walking around, just walking back and forth and like meeting each other. In their Sunday best oh, with yeah. their top hats. Yeah, and yeah, just, yeah. Hello, glorious morning, Bob. <laughs> That's how I picture them talking. Great day to make a uh, movie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly what they would say. Um, Come back to my place. Are... We got bacon for our salad. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we'll throw a flank stink out there, too. <laughs> oh, oh, man. So, yeah, that's that's the story of the Brown Derby. So um, there is one that is shaped like a hat. Okay. The no, other one. Not this, the original, though, or, or yes, the original? I don't think it was the original. I think it might have been the second one. There, like, so I'm glad that I saw this fact because, well, we'll get into it when we get into the game. But, like, one of the things that, that bothers me about the authenticity of this place is that it's not shaped like a hat. Uh, I feel like Disney should have forked up the money and shaped it like a big hat. I, I really do think that that's a missed opportunity for like something iconic in the park. Yeah. However, when I looked at the pictures of the other locations, like one of them is in like Spanish style, like, which is like what like architecture. That's what we have in, in Hollywood studios, right? It's like kind of like a yeah, mission style. So, so it's, it could be a replica of that, not the hat one, but I think everyone thinks of the hat one. Yeah, I mean, like... And it's called the Brown Derby. Yeah, which makes me think it, that's it's probably the first one was in the hat, because otherwise, like, how do you come up with the name the Brown Derby, and then you happen to have the second location be, like, an old hat? Well, I think they had it shaped like a hat. I mean, I don't know who was making a Brown Derby to just make it, and then, like, what do you think? It was, like, a... Like a... I, I thought Sports, it was... Like, sporting like, goods store? No, a hat store. Yeah, like a, like a haberdashery. <laughs> okay. All right, maybe. I, I wish I, I knew that what the answer was to that it, what came first the hat or the restaurant but um well if you knows? know it, if you know at home please write to us i do know that it started out as a cafe it wasn't like a full-blown restaurant okay it was just a deli okay and it became really popular because of its proximity to movie studios so movie stars would then go there and then it just got more and more glamorous and bigger and actually the show i love lucy they filmed an episode there where they're trying to like spot celebrities oh, cool. in the brown derby yeah so super super famous um and uh just thinking back to so i've mentioned this a couple of times on the podcast that i never went here you were the one that said you got to go to the brown derby the food is great oh, and yeah. i only went so i only went as an adult i never went as a child because the idea of it seemed boring to me. The but, idea of even eating at that place. Yeah, we didn't go as yeah, like young children. Uh, I think my parents were like, "Nope, you're going to ruin that meal." Like, you know, we're we're not bringing you you three monsters <laughs> into any place that's, you know, 
Right, and what would you order fingers. as a child? Like, yeah, exactly. Like, I'm not going to have the cup. I'm going to have a hot dog. They have a hot dog on the menu. And that's probably what I would have ordered. So I wouldn't even appreciated it. Yeah. Exactly. I'm eating hot dogs like a like a savage. And it's like it's I mean to me this is a, a very glamorous and beautiful like uh place like aesthetic. But for yeah. a kid like you're like why the fuck are we here and not in you know the 50s primetime diner or in Pizza Rizzo or in or on you know, Star Tours. Yeah, like just not Yeah, yeah just not, not sitting down doing in a restaurant. Yeah. Um but you know what it it really is in in terms of like theming like the way that they originally, because this is this one opened in 1989, so you know this is part of the part of the opening of this park. The fact that they had Grumman's and then they had the um, Hollywood Tower Hotel, like they really did have this thing going that they kind of stopped. Even they had Sunset Boulevard, like it, this whole like ho- old Hollywood theme that just kind of became like, well, we got to compete with Universal and we have to ride the movies yeah i would have loved it if they really just went all in if they laid into that theme throughout yeah (laughs) Yeah. like a whole park that's because one of like hollywood studios has become to me like a vibe that i really dig i I hadn't for a long time i used i know i used to work there but i like i I worked at abc commissary and i had like a different connection to it because i talked about this before that i used to walk in by by star tours and i'd hear like the the movie soundtracks as I was walking to work, and that was cool. That w- but that made me think of a very that felt felt very modern to me. I was hearing Star Wars music and everything. Sure. Now when I'm when I go to Hollywood Studios, I love hanging out around Sunset Boulevard. I love that music. I actually posted something on um, our TikTok where it just was like enjoy a minute on Sunset Boulevard. You could hear that. Like, yeah, I liked it quite a bit actually. That was a great post. Yeah, and <laughs> I did that for myself. And then I'm like, you know, maybe other people would like this because I, yeah, totally. I love that vibe right there. It's just like I want to capture this moment. Um, so, I, love, I love the I love the individual vibes throughout this park, but it feels so so disjointed to me. Like the yeah, you know the uh, the area of Sunset Boulevard has like no connection whatsoever to. Uh, like the the lagoon with the dinosaur. No, it. yeah, with Gertie. Got, yeah, with Gertie. And then there's no connection to uh, Pixar. Like, you know, like how do you how do you go from Pixar to to Star Wars? Like, you just you just don't. Like, you you walk yeah. you walk through a thing. You walk through a thing. It's 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 not. It's it's yeah. It's it's very hodgepodge. Yeah. And I love like Sunset Boulevard. Hearing like Glenn Miller and like all that music like it's just become such a vibe to me and yeah. this restaurant is a part of that too because i i just love being hanging out in this specific area of hollywood studios and it's like oh i'm starting to feel like wow wait i've actually gotten to the point where hollywood studios is like nostalgic to me and i didn't think that would ever happen totally totally i would but really i would really love it if they like uh i like before like in in the the long long ago the idea was that this was a movie set right so like any any kind of ride you were on was like behind the scenes of making a movie or, you know, like, like it was all about the making of a movie. Right. And that was the, the right. cool, exciting thing. So, uh, you know, I, I understand they're going a different direction now. They're like trying to have you kind of like in a universal type fashion, like ride the movies, like you're experiencing the story. Uh, you're not experiencing the making of the story. So I, I totally get that. But what would be cool is if in these transition zones that they have such a problem with, if they had, you know, maybe like the film setup, you know, so it's like you're passing through 
like the idea of making the movie and then right, like a, in like the, movie. the lights and stuff. Yeah, like, like the, the, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Like you have like the lights and you have like a camera set up or, or like if you're going into like the animation courtyard or into Pixar, like you walk like, I don't know, through a easel or like, you know, you, there's like some sort of like transition where it right. feels like you're like, like going into the thing that you're about to be like fully immersed in. I love that idea. And I think it would be just a lot stronger because right now it's just so disjointed. Um, and I think the Brown Derby is in like one of the, like the, the weirder locations because it's, it kind of has an identity with Sunset Boulevard and with Grumman's. But th- at the same time, it's being pulled, uh, like pulled away by Animation Courtyard and whatever the Disney Junior Courtyard thing is. I don't, I don't even know what yeah, that is that, called. Yeah, whatever that shitty area that I won't ever even step Man, into. What a wreck that place is. Turn that into something, please. <laughs> Bulldoze that. Yeah. Um, Not the sign, though, but everything else. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, I, I just, there's like there's like a lot of opportunities. I think that this air, that the location that this restaurant is in is in like a, a very like very interesting spot because you're half in Hollywood and then half like being accosted by a stormtrooper. Hollywood Studios doesn't even flow well. Like it, it would be, it's very difficult to explain to people like like how to get places in it. Like so you have to literally say to people like walk through this land to get to this land. Like, yeah. Like, and then even like when you're walking towards galaxy's edge and then like there's an offshoot and it's like the Muppets. Totally. Like you could miss that. And, and pizza Rizzo and this whole like corner that like just needs to be further developed. There's a well, lot that, of that grand Avenue area. Like, you know, I know they put a lot of work into it, but like, it's still kind of a mess. It's a mess. It's a mess. I, I really hope that they master plan Hollywood Studios and figure out some ways to kind of tie it all together. I, I really like your idea of making it feel like you're walking into a set on each section. And then the it areas, would just make it make more sense. Yeah, and then the areas that you're not in a set, like you're not in a land, you know, theme it fully like Hollywood. And maybe it's Hollywood. Yes. Maybe like it's Hollywood through the ages. You know, so you have. Uh, you know, the golden age of Hollywood, but like, you know, like having like a, like a seventies Hollywood, like, like the Tarantino, uh, um, once upon a time in Hollywood, like that version of Hollywood, that's cool too. Of like the late, what would that be? Like, uh, I guess like late sixties. Yeah. Late sixties, early seventies. Yeah. That would be great. And then you can have like the nineties Hollywood. You can just have like Fred Durst (sighs) on the sidewalk, like being Ryan, these are all good ideas. This is probably why you got hollywood studios in our quiz it's probably it's probably why i feel like you could fix hollywood studios if they give you a go hire ryan guys uh disney if you're listening disney pay my rent this these are ideas these are good ideas getting served up here on the pod um all right ryan you ready ready? (laughs) who'd have thought it because normally we're just talking out of our asses i mean Um, i don't know that this is any different but (laughs) uh ryan are you ready to drink this restaurant yeah Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Let's drink this restaurant. Uh, This is where we play a little game called Drink That Restaurant. It's basically a drink the difference game. We're going to rank the restaurant through a series of rounds and drink the point difference that we give each category. For example, if a category is worth five points and you give the restaurant a three in that category, you drink two. Two sips for two seconds. The shittier the restaurant, you drunker you get. I don't think this one is going to be shitty, though, but we can drink along with it. Uh, Play along at home. It's a lot more fun that way. Our categories uh, for this are a little different than when we drink that ride. Uh, this way we do it, uh, we start with overall theme and immersion. That's five points. Extra offerings and entertainment, another five points. Menu, 
Um, the overall just making of the menu, does it match the theming? Uh, then we get into the good stuff. The food is 10 points, the drinks are 10 points, and then our final category, pricing and value, all of those things that we just talked about, are they worth it? Should you spend your hard-earned Disney dollars at this restaurant? We will let you know what we think of that. Um, Ryan, are you going to be able to record our scores? I have it up. Okay, perfect. Thank you. Uh, so overall theme and immersion, the Brown Derby is a chic spot with brass and mahogany appointments that recalls the bygone era of the silver screen, like we keep saying, with caricatures of old-time celebrities decorating the walls. On the outside is the classic dark red covered canopy leading to the entrance of the restaurant. The building itself is reminiscent of 1920s architecture, complete with the Brown Derby hat sign. Overall, the atmosphere provides a more upscale and old-fashioned dining experience, which is a stark comparison to some of the other restaurants you will find at Hollywood Studios. There's also a small outdoor lounge and seating area here. Um, so this is five points. Um, um, this this is the one cat. Well, this one and the next one are the one categories that I'm not going to score this too high because, like I said, I would really like it to have been in the shape of a of a brown derby okay i mean that's fine (laughs) i i still like i still think it's a high but it's not going to be a five okay that's fine um (laughs) i think that this is like i i wish that we had like that i had this restaurant in my neighborhood you know like that Mm -hmm. this reminds me of some of like the like the four seasons in the in new york city like like where it was like you know just this classic classy uh, golden age style restaurant or, or the servers are dressed really great. Oh yeah. Fully decked out into the nines. Uh, it makes you feel like you're somewhere fancy, even though, you know, you're usually in like, you know, Mickey ears and a, with a fanny pack on. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, they look great. I like the shape (laughs) of the restaurant. The, the, the the way that the restaurant is shaped is that it's kind of like a big, uh, like it's, it's all kind of one big room. Where there's like seating on the ground, and then everything on the edge of the restaurant is raised, and on the back wall is a big bar, which obviously yeah. big fan. But uh, you can't you can't drink at that bar. You can't drink at that bar. No, you can't like go in and have a drink at that bar. No, you're right. But so you can, it's kind of like, like order drinks from that bar. You can order drinks from the outside area. You can order drinks and some food from the outside area, but you can't, like, go up to that bar and order a drink. True. Um, there's also a very wealthy That's, bathroom You're, you're right. I'm going to give it a two now. <laughs> I know. That really that really <laughs> took the wind out of your sails. <laughs> sure did. <laughs> um, uh, there's really you're not wealthy... shaped like a hat, and I can't drink at your bar? Uh... <laughs> what are you good for? <laughs> Why don't you call yourself the brown dummy? <laughs> Um, what is this, the brown dump? Okay, I get it. All right. <laughs> oh, gross. Speaking of the brown dump, very well-themed bathroom here. Yeah, you think? Oh, yeah, I love it. I like, I love the, the I like that there's caricatures. There. There's caricatures on, like, the door, right, for men and women? Yeah. And the and it's, like, music playing in there. You really, like, because you could really hear it in there, like, that it's, like, like the Glenn Miller is really pumping. Yeah, the big band um, and shit. I like being in there. So what are you going to give this uh, out of five for overall immersion? I mean, I am going to take it down a point because you said that I can't drink at that bar, and I realized after you said that that you're correct, and it would be nicer if you could. So um, <laughs> so I'm going to give it a four. 
Um, I'm also going to give it a four, but not for that reason, for the reason that it is not shaped like a hat. It's not a hat. Fair enough. Let, let's drink one. Okay. One sip of the Brown Derby. Mm-mm-mm. All right, this category is not going to fare well. Uh, extra offerings and entertainment. This is a five-pointer. Um, there's really no extra offerings or entertainment. The only thing is, is that some sometimes like they'll they'll make your drinks or <laughs> I hate the way this is going to sound. Toss your salad. Yeah, um, <laughs> do it. Table side. <laughs> That's a private event. <laughs> oh. Okay. <laughs> did we did we forget about it? Bourbon so drinks. that's really that's that's um that's really it. All right. Really so like, if know. if you could have an extra offering, some entertainment, something would like, what would you like? Like that, like like that brass band, like that, like someone playing a horn. Yeah, like with those. Like I, I'd like it if if they had like a little bandstand with those. You remember like seeing like videos of like that era and they all had like each of the musicians have like their own little like desk their own little mm-hmm. like like little cubicle <laughs> with like a thing yeah yeah it. i want that what if there was someone doing caricatures that's that's actually my my extra offering that i think that it would be really special magical if yeah if if like there was an artist side walking skip, around t- just doing yeah. really quick, like really, really quick, quick ones. ones on like small pieces of paper, not like, yeah. you know, at, and all for free, you know, like just as like yeah, yeah. something added into the experience and like, you know, especially concentrating on kids and stuff like that. But like, I think that would be uh, a really awesome thing for them to do. And like not all that expensive either. So, right. And like you had mentioned before, if we had Cobb and Grumman walking around doing oh, yeah. their, How's the Cobb salad, ladies and gentlemen? Oh, like, if we that if, would be if they were like the what were those players called that were on Sunset? I think they're called the um the Hollywood the Hollywood players. Yeah, something like the that. Hollywood residents or something. Yeah. If if it was like that style, like uh, that style of improv, but with like mm-hmm. two like you know known known people of the day, and then maybe like one Hollywood star, like old school Hollywood starlet, like would walk in. Right. Like, oh, you see the gams on that one? <laughs> no. <laughs> but like a flapper walks in and they uh, say to her, good evening, madam. How are you? Oh, okay. <laughs> That's just what <laughs> Sid Grumman would have said. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. All right. So uh, extra offerings and entertainment. Uh, right now, it's a one. Yeah. Unfortunately, it's not even shaped like a hat. No, it's not. Drink four. Yeah. To the hat. Mm. Okay. All right. Now we get into the good stuff here because this is where I think this place really shines. Uh, Let's get into the menu. Um, You can choose from entrees like the filet mignon, the famous Cobb salad, or their signature burger. If you have room, try the grapefruit cake, which we hear is great. Uh, That is also a Brown Derby original, the grapefruit cake. So a lot of these things are... Brown Derby originals. There are some things like there was not a shrimp macaroni and cheese at the real Grumman. I mean, at the real Brown Derby. So there's some things that were added, but uh, a lot of things are original. Is this a Disney? This is a Disney run restaurant, too. This isn't like yeah. an outside. No, uh, it's Disney. I get my AP discount here. So it's Disney. that's how I know. Hmm. 
that's it's kind of incredible because this this restaurant's good and a lot very of good aren't. And I think so the menu because we're not actually reading the food here. We're talking about the menu. I'm just looking at the men menu right now. There are so many things that I wish I could try, but I cannot not get the Cobb salad. Yeah, I'm kind of like shackled to it. <laughs> like I just can't do it. I can't. I I think I'm I like think a, the, the secret is like like we'll have to go together. You know, mm-hmm. and that way try a little we can, bit. We can try a little bit of everything. That's a great idea. Because yeah. um, yeah, I, so I would seriously eat like I'd eat like anything here. I would even eat the shrimp and scallops Newberg shrimp and sea scallops and a sherry cream sauce. Oh, that, I was blue looking crab at that toast. too. I would never amazing. order that normally, though. Like I would never ever that, that would never cross my mind and be like, "Yep, it's time for some shrimp and scallops." Right, and um, I'm sure the braised short, short rib is phenomenal. Like it, that's, I've seen that's it what on I got people's last plates, time, and it is. Oh, so was it, is it okay? Yep. Cool. And what's the spoon bread? That's an enhancement. Honey, spoon lavender, bread. butter. Because when you sit down, they give you this great warm bread anyway, and then oh, they give so you this good. butter, butter that has like uh, salt, rock salt, like on top of it. Mm. Oh my! I eat. I literally. They gave me three pieces last time. I ate all three. I had two before my dinner, and then one after. Oh, it's dessert. Because <laughs> so I was like, "This is my dessert bread." Um, and then, and then, like I, a lot of times when I look at dessert menus, I'm like, eh. But this one, there's baked Alaska creme brulee, like that grapefruit cake, which I, I don't know. Chocolate coconut cake, like all of them. I'm like, yes, 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 yes. Oh, yeah, I love totally. creme brulee. Um, baked Alaska. Oh, so good. Yeah. So for me, this th- this is a five-point category. I'm giving this menu a five. Yeah, I would go, I like I would, it. I would go higher. Like if, if, if I could – like I'm almost willing to give extra offerings a point to give the menu more points, but I won't do that. We'll play by the rules. These are rules. Fives. Wait, are we fives for the tape? Fives for the tape. Five to the to 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 the cobs. <laughs> okay, so now the actual. So you just have now. to take one. We have to take one if it's a five. We for take them. one. Yeah. yeah cheers to the. Cheers to the restauranteers. I don't know. I, we haven't figured out how to that Cobb. goes. Okay. I cheers to him. But yeah, we could cheers to the restauranteers. That's a good one. Uh, now the actual food. Like we like we said, I I literally have only had the Cobb every time. But I get it with chicken, and it's phenomenal. Um, we're not talking about drinks yet because I definitely get something in that category as well. Um. I have had the uh, I've had I've had the charcuterie board that was very good, and I also and I had the um, shrimp cocktail when I was in the outside portion, and that was very good as well. Um, like I said, I had the braised short rib. Uh, in the past, I've had the filet mignon. Um, Eric got the cocovan, I believe, and. Oh. Uh, we had the enhancement of the shrimp and macaroni and cheese, which was not that great, actually. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah, that one was... It doesn't sound very great to me. Yeah, that one was like a little... Uh, I don't know. Like, number one, we had no business ordering this much food because <laughs> we, were, <laughs> we were about to eat in this two was your other... Day where you, yeah, this was your day where you went like really hog on the... Yeah, we, yeah it was no like, pun intended. Yeah, it was like two hundred and fifty dollars each worth of restaurant food or something. It was, a, it was a real, it was a real busy day. Um, <laughs> but um, it, but it was a delicious day, and this was yeah probably my this was 
the my favorite part of the delicious. That's definitely got to be the best meal of the day because it was you're, it was up against Space Two Twenty and Chefs de France. Yeah, and it was the first meal of the day, and like we didn't eat breakfast so that we could be hungry for it. So like when we got there, we were like hungry and ravenous. Yeah, and we just were hungry, hungry hippos. Uh, <laughs> The rest of the day. Yep. Uh, but so, but yeah, the only thing I would I would say that was not like absolutely delicious was that shrimp and macaroni and cheese, um, and and it's it's not like it was bad. It just like you know, I think we left we left some of it. <laughs> you know, like we didn't finish it. Have you had any of the desserts there? No, I think we skipped dessert. Unfortunately, we probably sh- we should have eaten something, but we didn't. <laughs> so. Um, there's also like, there's a, there's, you know, I think kids I've, meal. I feel like I've had it in the past, but like a dessert there, but I, I feel like I've had I the creme brulee in the past as well, because it says mint with lime and strawberries. And I remember kind of having that at one point. I, I do think I had it like maybe a year ago. I had the creme brulee. I haven't been really eating desserts in a while, so I haven't had any this time, but, um, I think I remember eating it and it was delicious. I'm reading, I like, I want all of them. An amaretto yeah. crumble? Like, yeah, I want an amaretto crumble on a decadent, flourless chocolate mocha cake. What? I love when they use the word crumble describing <sighs> a dessert. I'm just <sighs> like, oh. oh uh. <laughs> so the, that that grapefruit cake, it says it's vanilla sponge cake, grapefruit syrup, and cream cheese icing. Brown Derby original. Um, we got to try that at one point because yeah. I'm very curious about this. I'm curious, and too. I know a lot of like, people love it. On on paper, my least favorite dessert that we're looking at here, uh, second least, anything with raspberry, I'm not the biggest fan. But, um, but I, I mean, if everybody talks about it and it's the original, you got to try it. And I mean, hell, this place, Bob Cobb invented the Cobb salad. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. He also invented the grapefruit cake. Yeah. So. <laughs> I think I don't know. So, all right. So, food overall. <laughs> I want to know that of, story. <laughs> yeah. What drunk? <laughs> what drunken night in the kitchen was that? Did he pour? How did he have grapefruit syrup? Anyway, um, <laughs> out of ten, uh, what are you giving this for food overall? Uh, I think like a eight, eight, nine, nine. We'll we'll go nine. Um. Yeah. So. I this is one of my favorite food wise restaurants um, on property at the at the current moment. Um, never disappointed. Uh, I did feel like though last time, like normally the salad is very big, and it wasn't very big the last time I was there. I don't oh. know if that was just like a yeah. Normally they're heaping, and the last and the time before that that I was there, they mixed my salad like. <laughs> That's a better way to say it. They didn't toss um, your salad in front of you. <laughs> so they left me out of it, which is how I like to. Which is how I like that. You just to like go. to pretend oh. it's not happening when it's when when they're tossing your salad. Ryan. <laughs> yes, Adrian. Um. <laughs> um. So, yeah, like they did it table side. And this time they didn't. They just like put it in front of me, and they're like, "All right, go by." I, I like the show. Like I, I've been at a bunch of restaurants that do it. Ta- like the the showmanship of doing anything table side. If they're like flambéing something, or if they're you know doing a salad or, or whatever, it really does kind of like add to the appreciation of the salad because otherwise it's you know it's a fucking salad. It's and it it's, makes it feel a little bit special. It, feel, it makes like, it feel really special. Yeah, like putting like just a plate down in front of you and just being like, "Enjoy" is like that, that's fine. That's typical, but like. 
when they come over and they've got the the spoons and they're mixing it and you you're like watching it all happen in real time. You're like, this is lovely. Yeah, exactly. And you appreciate it more. Absolutely. And it feels fresh. So um, I am going to take off a point for that. It could have just been a weird day, but because it's a weird day, we're all 10% away from each other. I can't be the only one that experienced anything like that. Um, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give it an 8 okay. out of 10. Yeah. In my head, it was an 8.5, which you know pushes it up to a 9. So, yeah, I think we're, we're right, right feeling the same thing. Yeah, and now we go to the drinks. So this is a great thing about this place. Um, this is another 10-point category. So they have just tons of different drink flights here, um, starting with the one that I always get, which is the margarita flight. You know your girl loves a margarita. Like, it, And here they give you three almost like full-size margaritas for $17. Um there are three different flavors. There's the the brown derby margarita, and then there's a blood orange and a pomegranate. I don't really love the pomegranate, so I always ask them for two of the regular, and they do it. They give me just two regular and, and one of the blood orange. Um, they also have a martini flight. They also have a wine flight, a uh, a dessert wine flight, a Grand Marnier flight, a Tony Port flight. I mean, it's just, it, there's so many flights taken off at the Brown Derby. It's like LaGuardia in there. You know, it, <laughs> it's crazy. Um, they also have like a lot of cool after dinner drinks that I really want to try. Like they have this one that's called the Millionaire Cappuccino, and I saw it another time, and I was like, I got to remember, I want to get the Millionaire Cappuccino because it's like Bailey's Irish Cream and then like. Grand Marnier and Kahlua and Frangelico. I'm like, I feel like I would like that as an after. Oh, yeah. Um, and they also have the grapefruit cake martini. <clears throat> oh, well, that's, so all, that's a, all I'll have it. That sounds great. <laughs> they literally, it's a, they say it tastes like the grapefruit cake, um, but it's, you know, it's in, a, in martini form. But it um, gets you drunk. So um, what do you think about the drinks? You had a couple of the flights, too. Okay, so this is quite possibly the best deal in all of Disney. You do really yeah. get about three like legitimate drinks for the $17. Um, yeah. Last time I was there, I also had the, the Marg flight. Loved it. Loved every single one of them. Um, and Eric, my brother, had the Martini flight. I don't know that we knew about these flights in any previous time that I went there. Um, I just had like regular drinks, and they were... Everything I've ever had here has been good. So, yeah, um, you know, the whatever regular drink we had, you know, six years ago, seven years ago when I was last there uh, was delicious. But this martini, like I will not ever go there and not have a flight. Yeah. Unless I'm like driving or something, because like you kind of get like like this is like you're going to have a buzz hammered. You're going to have a buzz coming out. Yeah, and like just pro tip, if you don't have a reservation at Brown Derby, you can get the all these flights at the outdoor area. Really? Um, How do they serve? Them oh to yeah, you? in the the same exact way. Oh, it's there's so, like, it's there's so it's elegant too. It's elegant. They give you it's like a little carousel of margaritas, which is the way I like my carousels. Yeah, it is. It uh, is the carousel of progress. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's what it should be fucking named. <laughs> alcoholism. The progress of my um, day. Yeah, so that's really great. And if you and the last time, like I, I finished my meal kind of quickly, and I think I had like a, got a lightning lane or something. So I was kind of in a rush, but they gave me a to go cup, and so I was like walking down Sunset Boulevard towards Tower of Terror with, because uh, I had I drank two of the margaritas in there, and then I had one in a to go cup. So I love I love the to go cups. Oh, it's so good. You know, it's so great. Um, so the drinks here, I'm giving this. I'm giving it's a t- out of ten. I'm giving it a ten. Yep, I'm with you. 
I think it deserves it. Perfect it's scores. a great deal. Tens for the tape. Yeah. Two drink to Bob Cobb. To you, Bobby. All right, so now we're in our last category. This is pricing and value. Um, everything that we talked about um, up until this point, entrees here at the Brown Derby range from $20. That's all it costs for the Cobb salad is $20. $20 to $49. Um, that's really not bad. I mean, like, I always get the Cobb salad. I do add chicken, which is an additional 7 bucks, but, again, it's still, like, under $30. It's wild for signature dining. Um I mean, so look, I think the it's, per- it's an expensive it's an expensive meal, right? Like it is because know. yeah, I'm talking about a salad. Like yeah. the actual like m- like meats can get you know high high thirties to forties. Yeah, but like but the you know the question of this category is not like is this an expensive restaurant? It is. Is it worth it? Is is and, it worth it? Yeah. And I mean, like I go to many New York City restaurants that are not worth it. You know, like that right. that have thirty five dollar uh entrees that are you know not good and a drink that's sixteen dollars that isn't a flight of margaritas you know is like you know just like one kind of not great cocktail so yeah. in my mind this is absolutely a of uh there is a value to this place but just know that when you go there it's going to lighten your pocket, your pocketbook a bit, you know, like your, your yeah. wallet, your wallet's going to feel a little bit lighter on the way out. And that's, you just got to go in with, look, you're at Disney that's happening to you left and right. So just, you know, go in there with the knowledge that it's also going to be happening here. This isn't, sure. this isn't a, uh, it's not quick service, you know, it isn't quick service. It, it, it's a, it's a fine, it's considered signature dining. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I mean, I think because I always get the salad, and because I have an AP discount, it doesn't ever feel like it super stings because like my, you know, and then I'm getting like three drinks. So it always feels like I've got three drinks and I've got this entree and it's under 50 bucks and that feels great. But yeah, it could, it, it could be upwards of a hundred dollars a person if you, you know, if you have an, yeah, an appetizer you, and a you dessert. Do it and, you do it up, you do yeah. it up, you know. So what do you think about the, the value of this restaurant? Out of 15 points... Um, um, what do I think? I think that it is there. I think there's a lot of value here. Um, right. I think we're probably in the like 11, 12, like probably 12, 12 out of 15. Yeah. You know, I was, I was going to say between 12 and 13. Um, but you actually, I'm going to take a, I'm going to go with you to the 12 because I think I was just thinking from the perspective of me just always ordering salad but looking at the prices of the of the rest of the menu, it it can get a little pricey. Um, yeah. So I think it is, and I'm like yeah. like right now I'm I'm looking at like 50s prime time, which is I guess like the the competitor to this. Uh, yeah, and like their their entrees, like the most expensive one is is like twenty. Am I in the? Oh, I'm in the lunch menu. Hold on, I think we're like in like the low thirties. Right, like the most expensive. Not even, not even the entrees like go up to like twenty eight bucks. So you know, right. So this is a little bit more of an expensive. Yeah, and uh, and it's a much more like, uh, grand experience than what you're gonna get at fifties prime time. So, yeah. All right, so that's twelve. So Ryan, how did I'll give you a few seconds? So I'm gonna drink my three, mm. and you're gonna give us a uh, tallying up. 
A little bit of a tally here because I have a feeling this is going to be one. This is going to be a high one. At the end of our game, I've given it a forty-one. You've given it a forty, which oh, I don't really know how that happened because I thought you would be ahead of me. I went a little lower than you with the menu. With the I think I gave it an eight. Yeah, yeah. Otherwise, actually, other than that, we were totally aligned all the way through, which I also didn't realize while we were playing. Um, and so we have an average score of forty point five. Uh, Ty goes to the restaurant, so 41. 41. You know, I'm surprised. Out of 50 points, I thought it would be a little higher. <laughs> but you know, you know, what, you know what happens? It's, that it's extra, extra offering. Yeah. You know, if, if, you get, if you get nailed by a, you know, a technical round and you just don't have, <clears throat> you know, extra, if you don't have the extra offerings and we can come up with like, a, like we came up with a bunch of cool things that they could do, you know, tear yeah. down the building, make it a hat. <laughs> um, but like you know, simple shit. Yeah, really Quick easy fixes. to implement things. Um, you know, uh, there's some things that they could do to make it better, and um, maybe they'll heed our word. Probably, yeah, probably not. We'll see. But we gave them, we but we've done this for each of the restaurants. We've given them like ideas that aren't tear down the building. Yeah, like like the caricature thing. I I'm really into. They, you know, the the Cobb and Grumman walking around, I'm into. You know, like, that stuff, that that, that just requires uh, someone for an hourly hourly rate, paying someone to do something. <clears throat> you know, yeah. you sell one margarita flight, you could you could have someone in there for an hour. Sounds like a plan. <laughs> Sounds like a plan. All right, well, that's it. Um, I'm pretty happy with this episode, and I'm glad we finally got to talk about the brown derby i hope you guys enjoyed it at home the I'm dark just, ride i'm like just hungry now like <laughs> i know that, that's what happens though with these things yeah. and you know what the funny thing is i ate right before this but i'm still like i now i'm like, like ready I, for I, round I two crap <laughs> i want something nice like this like a cob salad like a bob I cob a salad i want bob cob in here like tossing my salad the Dark Rivers and Divide Drunk History is available every Wednesday on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever else podcasts are available. The show is free, but you can pay us by simply liking and subscribing, giving us a five-star rating and review, or just telling a fellow theme parks-loving friend to listen. Email us questions or shout-outs at drunkdistory at gmail.com, and please follow us on Instagram and TikTok for lots of great Disney Parks content at drunkdistory. That's it for us, but as always, guys, thanks for drinking theme parks with us. Cheers. Yeah.